Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Husband Factory Podcast. And I want to talk to you today about something that I've heard some women say, some single women say, especially those that are, you know, past 30 or 35. I've heard them say that, and I've heard them say it as a point of fear, you know, because it's something that has even either been indoctrinated in them or somebody has said something to them about it. And that is the fear of going old alone or the fear of dying alone. You are not going to grow old alone because that's not God's word. If you want to be married, you will be married, but you have to just do your part. So I want to address that fear because it's unscriptural and it's not what God wants you to be feeling. It's the last thing God wants you to be thinking. You shouldn't be afraid that, okay, no man is coming. I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't met anyone. No one seems to be looking my way or the ones that come are the ones that I don't want. The ones that come are the ones that don't treat me well. Maybe I should just settle. No, absolutely, positively not. Do not settle. God's will is for you to have a great marriage. And guess what? You will have a great marriage. Do not be afraid because there's nothing to fear. I love that scripture. Fear not because there's nothing to fear. Do not be afraid. God is with you. I recently had a young lady tell me that a man told her that no one was going to ever want to marry her, so she should just marry him. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. You should never marry anyone because you feel like you don't have any other options. You have options that you haven't met yet. You have options that are much greater than that person. Don't settle. Anything you don't like in the dating time, it magnifies by 10 after you get married. So if a man is not, you know, he's not your ideal man, don't settle. Don't feel as if you should marry him because this may be your only chance. Now, when it comes to looks or when it comes to external things, when it comes to the way a man dresses or when it comes to the way a man Maybe he walks, you know, some of us women can be so picky or he's too short or, you know, he doesn't have a certain flair, whatever it is, those things you can be picky, you, those things you, you, you should not be picky on. What you should be picky on is his character. What you should be fo- picky on is his heart. Don't settle when it comes to the heart. Don't settle when it comes to the way he treats you. Don't settle when it comes to how much he shows you he loves and adores you. Don't settle for that. But if he doesn't look exactly like how you want, honey, it's okay. If he's not as tall as you want, what are you doing with tall? When you ask women what they want, they always say tall. But ladies, what are we doing with tall? That tall that we want, what are we actually doing with it? Are we doing anything with it? You never hear an older couple that's been married for years say, oh, you know, my husband's height has has just been the thing that's been keeping us. No, what are we doing with tall? Tall is not serving us. So why must we have tall? We don't need tall. Handsome, mm, handsome is good. But, you know, there's a lot of things. A a fresh haircut can make and shedding some weight or, you know, learning how to dress. All those things can improve somebody's appearance. So handsome is not that important. You can settle when it comes to those external things. 
but you cannot settle when it comes to the internal things, his character. Does he have a relationship with God? Can he hear from God? Does he love you? Does he treat you? Do you feel safe? Does he honor you? Does he respect you? Do you feel adored when you're with him? Does he take your feelings into consideration? Is, does he have self-control? Is he good? Is he faithful? Is, you know, all of those things are the things you should not ignore. Those are the things you should not compromise on. Okay. So I want to tell, I want to take some time to give you some scriptures to meditate on. If you ever start feeling like, okay, you know what? It just doesn't seem like I'm going to get married. So, and if you ever get afraid that you're not going to get married, I want you to think about these scriptures. Okay. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16 says, look in the scroll of the Lord and read. None of these will be missing. Not one will lack her mate. Did you hear that? Not one will lack her mate. For it is his mouth, that's God, that has given the order. And his spirit, that's God, will gather them together. None of you will lack your mate. If you are serving God, if you are seeking God, if you are actively doing the things you need to do to get married, you will not lack your mate. Now, what are those things you need to do on your part? You need to be seen, first of all. You can't be sitting in your house hoping for God to give you a husband. It's just not going to work. You will end up (laughs) getting old by yourself if you sit in your house, but that's not your portion. Amen. You're not going to just sit in your house, go to church and go home. You're not going to. And when you're at church, you're not going to just be sitting down reading your Bible. And then as soon as church is over, you're out. You're going to keep your head up. You're going to keep your eyes open. You're going to serve actively so people can see you so you can become visible. You're going to make friends, you're going to be a part of a department or you're going to come to events that your church is having so you can get to know people. You have got to increase your network if you want to get married. You can't just be with the same people all the time and you can't just have the same routine all the time. The world we live in is not like it used to be. It used to be somebody would just introduce you to someone or, you know, think of you with somebody. It's not like that anymore. More than 50% of marriages meet online. They met online. So the world we live in is so weird and vast that you have to be active. You have got to get out and to meet people. So if you do your part, get out and meet people. If you do your part, cultivate kindness. Be known as a nice girl or nice woman. You know, cultivate kindness. Some people feel like they can treat other people any kind of way, but they'll treat their spouse, you know, good. Men watch. Men watch how you treat other people. Men watch how you talk to other people. Men watch those things. So you need to cultivate kindness with everybody you meet because you never know who's watching. The, the your, man, your dream man could be watching and it could be turning them off. So you need to go out, get yourself out there. You need to cultivate kindness. You need to work on your fruit of the spirit and you need to develop yourself. What kind of man are you looking for? Become that kind of woman so that you can attract him. So those are the things. If you're doing your part, this scripture applies to you. None shall lack their mate. You will not lack somebody who is like you, who, when I say like you in terms of your value system, that has a good value system like you do. Okay. Let me give you another scripture. This scripture says, he who finds a wife 
finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. That's Proverbs 18, 22. Are you not a wife? So that means that it's God's will for you to be found. It's God's will for a man to find you. So you're not going to chase a man, but you're also going to let him know that, but you are going to allow him to know that you're available. Do you understand what I mean? When I, what I'm teaching is not chasing. What I'm teaching is showing that you're available and being present. For a man to find you, you have to be present. You have to be in the room. A man is not going to find you in your house. You have to be where he can actually see you. So this scripture lets you know that it is God's will for you to be married. It's God's will. God considers it a good thing. And the Bible says that he will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. So no good thing is what he withholds. So a husband is not, what is a husband compared to the blood of Jesus? If Jesus could die for you and suffer for you, how hard is it for him to get you a husband? Just make sure you're doing your part. Another scripture I want to tell you says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's Psalms 37, 4. You don't have to worry that you are going to get someone that you don't like or get someone that is not the best or get someone. God God will give you things that you didn't even know you needed in your husband. God will give you things that you didn't even know that your heart needed, that you needed some kind of healing from with your husband. It's deep what God does when he gives you a, a godly man. He will give you the desires of your heart, not your mind, not the things that you think you know, not the things that you think you want. The heart, the heart speaks to God and the heart is deeper than what you can think about. God wants to give you a husband. He does. That's his will. That's his desire for you. Don't ever think that you're you're just at the mercy of the world because, you know, you're not having any good dates and people aren't asking you out. Then that means that you're going to die alone or you're going to be an old maid with living in a house with 16 cats. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You will not be living in a house with 16 cats unless you want to. But you and your husband are going to be living with those 16 cats. It's not just you by yourself and, you know, the crazy cat lady. You will not be a crazy cat lady. You will be a wife of noble character. Amen. And that's the beans me to my next scripture. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown. That's Proverbs 12, 4. God wants you to be a wife. He wants you to work on your character. And God wants to give you everything that you desire. Do not be afraid because there's nothing to fear. Do not give in to the world's temptations. When I was single, I, I've told this story before how a man, I don't know what he, he wanted to, he wanted me to go on a trip with him or something. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I don't go on trips with guys. Then he started laughing at me. He said, you're crazy. He said, you're 30 something. And you, you're acting like you're all that. He said, there's so many more women that are more beautiful than you. There's more women that have more money than you, that are more accomplished than you, that will do everything that you say you're not going to do. So why would a man waste his time with you? He said, if you don't get married by the time you're 35, then you're, you know, you just can just forget about it. That's what he told me. And a lot of men feel that way, but that's okay because those are the men that you don't want anyway. And am I not married? Yes. I've been married happily now for eight years and I'm married to a man that uh, adores me. So it doesn't, don't focus the people. And I'm so glad I didn't compromise back then because I would have been miserable. Don't compromise your standards. 
because it's God that you want to draw your husband, right? So if you compromise your standards, how 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 is this thing going to work with you and God working together if you're compromising and he, he and he's trying to bring a godly man? God is not going to stop you from wasting your life. If you want to waste your life with somebody that's no good, God will just sit patiently by and wait for you. But the question is, sweetheart, God has all the time in the world. How much time do you have? So I want you to listen to what I'm saying with a grain of salt. You will not grow old alone, but make sure you're doing your part. Make sure you're doing everything you can to get married. Make sure you're doing everything you can to to stay away from men that are no good so that the right man has room to come. Amen. I didn't say men you didn't like because sometimes the one you don't like is actually good for you. I said men that are no good, which means that they are no good. They have bad character. You can't trust them. They're players. They're unreliable. They're not godly. I said men that are no good, not men that you don't like. Because sometimes, a lot of times, the one you don't like is actually going to treat you very well. I know nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) Okay, well, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. Read these scriptures, study them, check the scriptures in the description box, study them, post them where you can see them and meditate. Know that God has your number. Know that he is on your side and also know that he will not let you down. He will not let you down. Have a good day. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.